0: You've no doubt heard about Venezuela's ongoing economic and political crisis. Well, we're going to hear from a member of Georgia's Venezuelan community. But first, some background. Back in 2007, the authoritarian government of Hugo Chavez effectively shut down RCTV, the nation's most influential private cable channel. That decision sparked protests across the country. Atlanta's Venezuelan community demonstrated locally, too. Isabella Gomez-Sarmiento, who was 10 at the time, learned from her parents to value freedom of expression and an unfettered press. The recent Georgia State University graduate now exercises those rights as a columnist for Teen Vogue. Well, this fall, she joins NPR as a recipient of the prestigious Croc Fellowship and joins us now in the studio. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And congratulations. Thank you. You were born in the U.S. but spent much of your childhood in Venezuela. Your family moved back in 2004 because of the political climate under Chavez. So how did those experiences influence your decision to pursue journalism?
1: I think from a very young age, um, my household was very politically aware uh, because we had to immigrate due to political circumstances. My parents... um, always taught us kind of the importance of uh, paying attention to the news, paying attention to current events, and um, the importance of free press and press censorship. So I kind of grew up with those values, and they really influenced my interest when I was picking a career.
0: When you became editor-in-chief at the school newspaper at Sprayberry High School in Cobb County, now you write about politics for Teen Vogue. How did you get that gig?
1: Um, It was a little unorthodox, actually. Um, uh, Teen Vogue was running a story about the anniversary of the Kent State Massacre, Um, And I tweeted them and I said, that was uh, two years ago in 2017, I tweeted them and I said, well, there's students dying in Venezuela right now. Why aren't you guys covering that? And their wonderful politics editor, Alison Maloney, reached out to me and she said, well, why don't you do it? Send me some pitches. So I did. Wow. So that, that easily. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is
0: the age of social media. But Teen Vogue has made quite a pivot from covering, you know, boy bands and makeup tips mm-hmm. to politics, activism, identity issues in recent years. This is a brand shift that has been both praised and noted with a lot of surprise by media watchers and consumers. Do you ever hear that from people? You know, Teen Vogue covering
1: news? I get that all the time. So what do you say? I mean, I say, you know, young people are aware of what's happening in the world. Young people are capable of understanding news, of analyzing politics, of being involved. And um, I think it's really inspiring that Teen Vogue is mobilizing young people in that way and challenging them to rise to that type of coverage from a young age. And one of the few uh, who are doing it, from yes, what I hear. definitely. So in your column, you've covered
0: government employees who couldn't afford menstrual products during last year's shutdown, female farm workers whose voices have not been amplified by Me Too, and recently, your personal reflection on Georgia's new Life Act, the result of the much-argued heartbeat bill. So how do you gravitate toward these stories?
1: Um, I think they're all topics I'm somewhat interested in to begin with. I was involved with a nonprofit here in Atlanta um, that donated pads and tampons to local homeless shelters. So menstrual equity has always been big on my mind. And when I knew that um, it was something government workers were struggling with during the shutdown, I you know, gravitated towards that story. Um, being an immigrant and you know, being a young woman, I'm obviously very aware of, of gender. So um, the farm worker story, again, I feel like was something that was being left out of the Me Too movement. And I thought it was... Um, a really interesting thing to cover because obviously, you know, farm worker women's labor makes its way into everybody's homes every single day. Um and it's something we're not always aware of. So I, I think in general I've because I've always been so politically active, I'm very um interested in activism and social causes and kind of the different ways we can amplify that through journalism.
0: Well, and that works as a columnist, sharing your perspective on issues that you're passionate about. But the Kroc Fellowship, this is about creating the next generation of reporters, following this core tenet of journalism, objectivity, acknowledging any bias that you have. So do you think that the standards of journalism are changing when so much news is tied to identity politics?
1: Um, I think in a way it is changing, and I think we're seeing challenges to what people define as objective and what people define as an identity and what's not considered an identity from a reporter. Um, I think uh, with seeing the field hopefully becoming more diverse in the future— um, we're kind of starting to challenge those notions. But I do think objectivity is still important, and I'm very excited that um, the fellowship is going to give me an opportunity to move away from opinion writing and kind of gain more hands-on skills with um, objective reporting and audio engineering and, you know, all these things that I haven't been able to be exposed to this far in my career. So. Well, it is
0: a super competitive fellowship, but you are joining the ranks of All Things Considered host, Elsa Chang, NPR national correspondent Hansi Lewong and Sam Sanders of It's Been a Minute. But this is a this is a real job or it could be a real job. And right now, many journalists like you have been operating as freelancers, you know, as institutions. In fact, Teen Vogue, the printed edition, stopped publication in 2017. So are you concerned about becoming a journalist, joining this field at a time when there are big concerns about how the financial model is going to be continued?
1: Definitely. And I think, you know, talking with other people my age, other young journalists, I think the Media landscape is a very frightening one to be entering right now. Um, I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what's happening. You know, you see every day, it seems like every day there's layoffs um, at a different, you know, notable uh, media publication. But, um, But we're hopeful, and I mean, you know... I think anybody who's doing journalism right now is doing it because they love it. And we want to see the field change and we want to see the field become a place that can keep accommodating reporters and can keep accommodating um, as many voices as possible.
0: Well, even the work you've done so far, you've been at CNN as an intern, Mm -hmm. Teen Vogue now at NPR. Can you tell us any of your reflections on the differences between those institutions and how they operate?
1: Definitely. Um, I think the biggest... uh, the biggest shock for me was gravitating from, you know, being a, a part-time freelancer for Teen Vogue to being in office at CNN all the time. Um, I had never been in a newsroom before, especially a newsroom of that scale. But um, it's a different rush that you get, you know, being able to be with the team that you're working with all the time. Be um, you know, around that many people when there's breaking news, work with other people. I was a freelancer. It's just kind of me in a Google Doc with my editor. So it's it's really exciting to get to be in a newsroom and, and, you know, get to see the entire process of how those stories come to life.
0: You have to pitch a story or some stories of interest, don't you, for the crock Fellowship application? Yes, Okay, so what are the stories that you want to tell?
1: So I pitched my uh, two-minute pitch during my interview was um, about a program in Ecuador. It's a nonprofit. It's a program where um, filmmakers from the city go into rural communities and train young girls and women um, on how to create their own short films, oftentimes dealing with sexual violence. Ecuador is the second country in Latin America with um, highest rates of pregnancy from girls 14 and younger. So um, the organization really kind of works to help uh, the girls manage that trauma through filmmaking and through... um, art and, you know, harvesting those technical skills. So my story was kind of about that and trying to incorporate something that's so uh, visually driven into a radio format. Um, And clearly they were interested.
0: It's going to be interesting, working with the voice instead of images and just words. When do you go? Uh,
1: In September.
0: Well, best of luck to you. And again, congratulations.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Georgia State graduate Teen Vogue columnist and now NPR Croc fellow Isabella Gomez Sarmiento. Thanks so much. Thank you.